I try to be nice to everyone and I try not to make enemies because you never know when you might want some money. We've got a special guest with us today. Special guest. That's where you introduce yourself, bro. <laughs> Rob Moore. <laughs> um, first of all, we always start off by asking each other how's business. Is there a reason why you stick to just it, 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 around Peterborough? Yeah. How would I manage a property in Birmingham? I've got to be here mm. twice a week. Mm. That's six hours in the car. That's all my rental profit gone in petrol on my Lamborghini. So <laughs> that's not going to work. You know the good agents, the shit agents. You know the good refurb people, the shit ones. You know the good tenants, the bad tenants in your area. And I know that in my area. And if I come to your area, I've got to learn all that over again. Likewise, if you came to mine. Some people argue, oh, you're not managing the property though. Like, why can't you invest? But you still have to manage the manager. So I also own a management company that has 1,350 tenants. And if I've got 10 properties in 10 cities, I've got to manage 10 managers who are then managing my properties. Because you know what it's like with the letting, lettings and management? Mm. You don't just give them the property and then go to bed. <laughs> they, they fuck around. They, you know, yeah, they have yeah, six yeah. months voids. Mm. They get, don't check tenants properly. It's mm. never completely so hands off, you, is it? No, like, I have never met anyone. And I've been doing business 17 years and property yeah. 17 years. Yeah. I've never met anyone who's scattergunned all over the country and made a load of money. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And so you got have your gold mine area, that's what they say. Yeah, or you know, do that for ten years and then branch out. Mm. Once you feel you've saturated the area, or you know, I could go to London, for example, because I, I could, you know, London's obviously a, a great place to invest. Um, but I mean, the prices in London for for what you get a, for a million in Peterborough cost you ten in Kensington and Chelsea. Mm. So why would I do that? Yeah, it's true, man. It's true. Yeah. What are you saying, Mike? So now for me, I just focus on Birmingham and yeah. push the West Midlands. Yeah. But that's it. Okay, then. Let's see us. Yeah, man. Uh, I've been busy. <laughs> I've been busy still. Uh, obviously, I think last time it was on, I was talking about uh, the studio and I just put the the promotion out there innit, for the um the portraits and whatever and that's that's doing what it's doing and like I can push it way more definitely not pushing it enough but I'm active with taking the portraits and I'm getting good feedback from them so I'm doing something and it, it, it's yeah, better know, than not doing that and you yeah, get me the, so the energy's mm. definitely shifted from where you was and it was just like this it was kind of dormant and you wasn't sure what was going on and yeah. you, know, mm. you wanted to do it or not do you think that talk helped was that a, a spark? Uh, uh, yeah, I was going there anyway. He was yeah, going to do it. Anyway. I'm gonna, I was going to do it anyway. Like obviously, it's, it's always good to have a catch up and have people that are going to hold you accountable as well as be the uh, protagonist in the conversation and poke and prod you. You get what I'm saying? To, to push you. Yeah, you know that. That's, that's, <laughs> you do that every day. Everyone's like, someone's bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you start your own business, you think everyone's going to be your bitch. It never changes. Oh. So you're always someone's yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes, man. But you know what it is? I'm excited about his business for him because obviously he's got his... um his studio space and he's, and he's kitted it out to how he's in a creative way for for what he wants. But obviously I'm saying he's, he's, he's looking at his consumers, other creatives. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time they don't want to spend no money. But because he's a creative, yeah, he's... Well, that's that's how I'm seeing it yeah, anyway. Like, uh, like Speedy likes to talk, you know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with that. But I don't see my consumer as just a creative. So what do you see as a... 
I see my consumer as as anyone that needs a space. Do you get what I'm saying? But at the same time, like there is going to be uh, a creative flair and like me wanting to see the, spe- the the studio used how I would use it. But that's not my intended client. You get what I'm saying? So there's going to be a load of different things that I'm going to do that will open it up to a, a wider demographic. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, man, like, you know, as I said, I'm, I'm doing bits and bobs and I'm gradually progressing. I'm just trying to get him to do it a bit faster. That's yeah. all it is. Like yeah. And, and get to the money a bit quicker. I mean, where, where if he's got a space to use and families want to take pictures or recordings or people on Hindus, head nights, different occasions where they've actually got money rather than the creatives, then target your marketing at them rather than people that are going to try and struggle or not. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And I, I, I get that. I get that. Innit? But obviously what Mikey just said as well, like there's other stuff that I'm doing in it. So I was a part of the, uh, the panel conversation in London. Uh, and my bridging's launch for the trainers, and that was that was sick because that was me being thrown into the deep and having to conduct a conversation in front of people who are obviously respected in their fields. And you know, we spoke about uh, imposter syndrome, and we spoke about just how you go about you know uh, getting money out of the creative industry. It was it was just sick. You get what I'm saying? To be in that space and to be the guy that was conducting the conversation. You get what I'm saying? So that obviously put a pep in my step as well. So. Yeah, man, since the last time, things have been good, innit? Yeah, man. Can't complain. Okay. And you, Speedy? For me, I've had to take a, a step back, innit? Because obviously, family issues, my mom's not been too well, so I've to, I've been spending more time at home. Thankfully, the, obviously, the gym's got to a stage where it just runs itself now. Um, I don't actually need to be there. So manager deals with everything, come on the phone to her. She sorts everything else. The gym's doing big numbers, and it's and it's and it's growing. So, what's your um, subs, uh, subscriptions up to now? It floats around thirteen hundred, sometimes twelve hundred. Maybe it go up to fourteen, but it gets it, for the space and the size. It gets two packs when it's at fourteen. So it always people start complaining. It come back down, and it will go back up again. How how do you monitor that? How do you manage that? Do you ever tell people you cannot join right now? Nah, nah. So it's because it's a franchise. I've always asked. I've always um been asking these kind of questions and this is nah, it will just level itself out and it's just doing what it's doing at the moment it's not, mm. it's, not it's not been a problem so it's not something where i've tried to cap the um subs- the members or anything it's just it just is what it is it's it's kind of is that a regular thing then people canceling canceling their gym subscriptions it's as regular as people signing up as well yeah. so mm. it, the gym's it's doing what it's doing i want to open another 10 i'll be honest you know what i'm saying that's my plan mm. to just keep opening them because it's uh, I got a formula that works, so that's what I'm sticking with. But at the moment, like I said, I've just been sitting down for the last month or so and uh, been working on the um, content and uh, making sure that this, uh, the the sinners have been doing what he's doing. So I've just been, what have I been doing? Just like um, well, we've uh, you've um, you've uh, started to diversify diversify the content in terms of breaking it down into smaller pieces. So we're uh, uploading more on YouTube. And like obviously we've got a section where we ask what's your biggest sin. So it's been taking those sections and yeah, re-uploading them. I've been yeah, just, yeah. just been trying to recycle content to get to where we get to, ain't it? Yeah. Just going back to what you're saying about the gym. Mm. Rob's saying invest. He's saying yeah. like, I'm not going anywhere that I don't know. I got my area and I'm killing my area. Yeah. Would you, you go somewhere else? 
for the gym. Yeah. Would you would you would you would you build a at gym the moment? Out of I, I don't think I wouldn't be going somewhere hella far, but I'd probably go to surrounding cities. Like I would want to open one in Coventry. Mm. You get it because there's there's no big gyms there, so it's just it's just about supply and demand for me. Is really, the, is that the next spot then? I wanted it to be, but I think someone's already beat me to that. So with Foundry, yeah, mm. yeah, I wanted it though. So you locked in with the Foundry, yeah. You like the way it works, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, man. Okay, that's it. Rob, how's business, man? <laughs> yeah, business is good. Um, lockdown, it was hard. Yeah. Um, but I think we're fully recovered from that now. I have various different um, areas to my business. Mm. So property-wise, we just bought Pizza Express and the Uppers. Um, we've got some money in our pension to buy some more property. Prices are going to come down where we are. It's been the bubble waiting to burst. Mm. So we want to be ready for that. Um, Sorry, what, what do you mean Pizza Express? In the, uh, the centre of town, mm. there's a... Pizza Express. Mm. I bought the building. Okay. The upper floors, uppers, the upper floors. Yeah. Um. So we over through lockdown, we were developing 215 units, mm. and um, we got them finished, and they're kicking out the money now. Um, one of them makes gross 120 thousand a month, and net about 80 thousand a month, mm. and then the other one, bit smaller but still good, because lockdown like put all that in jeopardy. I mean, if the government has said you can't build through lockdown, mm. we've got a crane at a 1500 quid a day and all the, you know, it was like, it was fucking scary. Mm. Um, the training business is doing good. It's actually revenue wise. Our training business is the best it's been. It, it's, it's, um, it's running for about 23 million in sales this year, but we want, I want to get it to 25 if we have a really good last quarter. When you say training business, I, I have a property training business yeah. called Progressive Property. Okay. Um, we've been doing that 15 years. Yeah. So I want to hit 25. We've never hit 25 in, in revenue. Um, I just finished my, well, I'm just finishing my 17th book. It's called Money Matrix. Yeah. So that's two chapters away from being done. Yeah. Um, yeah, so usual bollocks every day, staff problems. Um, that's normal. Tenant problems, that's normal. We've had to pull mm. all of our rents up because the government have made it harder for landlords. Rates are going up. Um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I fucking love being an entrepreneur because the other option is being told what to do exactly. all day, every day. I don't, that's not me. So, job, uh, so, so, Rob, you mentioned that you had uh, 340 rental units. Yeah. Um, how many staff members have you got to manage a portfolio that size? About eight. Eight, yeah. Eight. Okay. Yeah, we have a let, we have a, a managing company because mm. when we got to about three hundred and fifty tenants, my my business partner did the maths and he was like, "It's it's going to be more cost effective to take them all off the property managers and start up our own mm -hmm. management company." Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, and I think we need something like a staff member per sixty tenants or eighty tenants. Um, so we have a property management company. It manages 1,350 tenants of which, you know, a few hundred of our, of our hours and then the rest are, you know, just other landlords in, in Peterborough. So that business has eight stuff. The training business can have up to 150. Currently at the moment, it's probably about 125. Mm -hmm. that it, uh, about, 100 and, about 100 of them are in the office and then the rest outsourced. So the training business is quite heavy on stuff. But the property business now, just just a, 
I think Mark will tell you, but maybe one staff member per 80 tenants. Okay. Okay. I thought it would have been more than that, to be honest. Yeah. It's, um, lettings is quite systemizable. Uh, lettings is something that you can franchise, you know, like a subway. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. a very system. I mean, my, our training business isn't because mm. let's say you're my trainer. I need your knowledge. And if you go and set up on your own, I've lost the knowledge. Mm -hmm. Whereas lettings is quite systematic and tenants mm. tend to stay, you know, maybe on average 18 months. So it is a scalable, it's not that sexy when you start, mm. but when you get in the thousand, two thousand, three hundred tenants, it's so predictable. Like the amount of money we make, it, you, you could get it to the nearest 5% on every tenant. Mm. Whereas my training business can lose 200 grand in August or make 400 grand in January. It's very yeah. more up and down. Which do you prefer? Well, I have no involvement in the property investing or the lettings and management because my business partner deals with that. Mm. And um, I really liked getting into property in the early yeah. years, but I, so, I, I don't like dealing with tenants. I don't like dealing with construction sites and builders and all of that. Um, dealing with lenders is a pain in the ass. Mm. Um, took me three weeks to get, I mean, I had the money, but... Sometimes I get my cars on finance just mm. because uh, I can use the capital elsewhere. And I just needed to get two loans, one for a DBS and one for an RSQA. I had the money in the bank. It took three and a half fucking weeks to get the thing done. And I'm like, this is a joke. I could just buy them. <laughs> so I didn't like all that. Mm. Whereas the speaking, the content, the training, the writing books and all of that, that's, um, you know, obviously you guys have this show. I'm sure you enjoy that. Yeah, um, And I like that side it's not for everyone some people yeah. don't want to be front of house my business partner he doesn't want to come on a podcast mm -hmm. doesn't want to stand on a stage um but yeah that's the side of the business i prefer that's why this conversation is so perfect because like this show kind of formulated off the back of um speedy obviously wanting to like diversify the shows that we do underneath the sinners but he's brought mikey and salmon who are two guys who are in property and then I've been brought into the show like later on. So before I was just behind the scenes, kind of taking control of the cameras or whatever. But obviously my perspective and input is always going to be from a creative point of view. Any And this conversation I'm, I'm, I'm preempting is going to be sick because obviously you do business, especially in these last area of um, expertise and whatever. But you're also on the content side, which is what I know about. Do you know what I'm saying? And mm. it's, 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 it's kind of, I want you to just go into like, we want gems. Yeah, bro. Like we want, we, we want, want gems. gems. We want to leave here yeah. rich. Basically. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I've driven from Peterborough, so you've got me. Um, I'll answer anything you want. I love the content game. It's fickle as fuck. Yeah. I was just saying before, I've got one video just did six and a half million on TikTok. The next one did 500 views. Mm. And that is, I mean, that, that is, yeah, get your fucking head around that. <laughs> and that, that is the game. Yeah. But you can, you know, you guys have done a lot in a short period of time. I've had right. my podcast eight years. Mm. And, and, you know, you can get into content earlier because algorithms have changed. Yeah. And it's not really so much about how many followers you have anymore. Yeah. It's just about if people like the content. Mm. So, for example, you know when you scroll, yeah. it always sets you on for you, not your following. Yeah, 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 so it's yeah, just yeah. trying to force feed you stuff. And it will throw something out of yours. And if people like it, it will send it everywhere. Mm -hmm. Or it will decide not to show 
So on YouTube, I've got 237,000 followers. Yeah. And a lot of my videos are getting 2,000 views and then some of them are getting three and a half million. Mm-hmm. So obviously I don't have three and a half million followers. So sometimes you can reach 20 times your followers. Sometimes you can reach one one hundredth of your followers. It's algorithm. Yeah. And so you you got to always be reactive, yeah. be agile. And to a certain degree, you have got to be a bit of a content whore nowadays and jump on trends. Mm. What, yeah. what 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 made you um so you obviously started in property but what made you want to go front of house be in front of the cameras and and do content content and all that um well number one three or four years in realizing i don't really enjoy property but i'd love the money yeah. and, I, and i know that it's long term and it's real mm. so i wanted to move but not completely change and turn my back on what I'd built. When you say you don't enjoy property, yeah. The nuts and bolts, the, the yeah. viewings, the tenants, the boiler and the safety checks, the inventories. Yeah. I mean, yeah, anyone who manages a construction site or has to sit there. I mean, my tenants, they fucking phone up our manager. She's just arguing with them all day. Mm. You know, they're just like, I wouldn't want to do that yeah. for a living. Mm. Um, so a bit like you've done with your gym. Yeah. I'll, I'll build a business now. I'll put a manager in place. Yeah. And then once the manager's in managers in place that frees up my time and so um i figured out because in, in my industry businesses don't get that big mm. they get one two three million and they seem to hit a ceiling and i kept thinking well surely this is a 25 or a 50 million pound a year industry and the one thing i've realized that stopped them all was they got good and then they were doing a lot of investing and then they start their own training business and they're splitting their time between speaking mm-hmm. and teaching and investing. And in the end, you can't do both and you just can't scale. Mm-hmm. So the missing formula, which is a bit like your gym, is I started to train up trainers. Mm-hmm. So I have probably seven or eight really good trainers now. Mm-hmm. And that took me from doing, in, in my most busy year, I did 250 speaking days, mm-hmm. 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And I fucking wiped myself out out of body experiences knackered <laughs> and so i'm like this is unsustainable yeah but i love it yeah so what do i do so i built a a train the trainer program and yeah so we were then we were probably at three million quid and now we're at 23 million quid um and i think we can get to 25 this year and i don't have to work you know mm. and one of your co-hosts said well what are you doing here on a saturday <laughs> well every day is a saturday for me yeah like doesn't I don't, I don't know what a weekend is and then like i don't understand that concept so basically it's about getting yourself in a position to free up your time yeah every single time creating systems and processes and manuals and franchises and management mm-hmm. yeah in place um because the thing that's good about entrepreneurs is they like variety the thing that's bad about entrepreneurs is they like variety, variety. yeah so what most people do is they start too many things all at once and they end up getting really overwhelmed You've got to focus on one thing, build it, and then you've got to get yourself out. Yep. But when you get yourself out, it still has to exist. And then you build something else, and then you get yourself out. And that's how you build multiple businesses. So I got myself out of property maybe 11 years ago. Mm. I got myself out of the training seven years ago. Um, so now I just content was the then you're like well, what the fuck do i do now i've got nothing left to do yeah um and that's so then content's been my most recent thing that takes up time we're about to hit a thousand episodes on my podcast disruptors wow. and tr- trying to you know repurpose on all the channels and be on them 
mm. TikTok. Now we're trying to figure out Snapchat now as our new one. What's the goal? What's the goal with this? Um, so my vision is to help as many people on the planet get better financial knowledge. So ultimately, this is why I love property and business. Mm-hmm. I think that what you learn in schools about money is really out of date. Yeah. I think the way the government runs essentially a monopoly um, and uses your money to make money, most people don't understand. Mm. I think anyone can be rich, but a lot of people, especially in the UK, you know, for example, you're going to probably ask me, what's your biggest sin? And I'm probably going to say <laughs> being a millionaire. Why? Because <laughs> most people think that's evil or that makes you an asshole, mm. or that, that you must have fucked people over. To, I mean, you read the Bible. Mm. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. That is nonsense. Mm. I love money and I'm not evil. I don't fucking hurt anybody. Um, mm. So I really think that people have such a bad attachment to money. Mm. And, and if I could show them that actually you can be a good, kind person with the good ethics and good morals in a good business and you can be rich and you don't have to be an arsehole and you don't have to be greedy... I just think certainly in the UK, mm. that's what I want to spend the rest of my life doing, whether it's books, podcasts, businesses, whatever. So with the books and the podcast, you said you want to help people. I was I was listening to another podcast the other day and a guy called out the person who said that to say, so what, you don't want to make money from the podcast? You don't oh, I never money. said that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, so, um, so no, I, I agree. Like, I'm not a charity. I have a charity, but I'm not a charity. So, um, you know, we've done 200 million in sales Mm. in our training businesses and we have 340 odd properties and probably 35 million pounds worth of mortgages, Mm. let alone properties. Oh, no, I want to be paid really well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I, I came up with a formula for wealth, perceived value plus fair exchange times leverage. So you cannot get rich without helping people. Steve Jobs got rich giving us good technology. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you get rich and not offer service? You can't. And if you want to help people, that's called a charity or a hobby. So you can do that. So people are either too greedy. And like, you don't want to give anyone money who's greedy and selfish. But you mm. also don't want to go into business with someone who's got no self-worth and won't charge any money for their work. You know, you guys were having the discussion about mm. creatives. Yeah. You know, if you're an artist and you're not commercial, you, you, what, how are you going to survive? How are you going to buy your equipment? Like this studio weren't cheap. Where's Being it? a podcaster is not cheap. Well. Um, so no, I like. I'm not a charity. I make. I mean, I've written books on money, and I make no mistake. I love money. Yeah. I deserve what I get paid. But Thanks. if I can help a million people, and I earn ten million, sorry, ten pounds or a hundred pounds on every million person, then I'm there doing good know. in the world, and I'm getting rich. Yeah. Okay. That's a good answer. Well, a lot of people, for example, they get into therapy and coaching. Yeah. They property train. Um, and they do all, they learn all the training and they spend mm-hmm. 30 or 40 grand on courses. And then they're absolutely shit at getting clients. And they have this like, oh, fuck. You actually now have to get clients. So then they have to learn sales and marketing. You can't just be good at the thing. You have to be good at sales and marketing yeah. as well. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So how do you go, how do you get to 200 million in sales? Well, I mean, you start with 50 grand and you build it up from there. So this was a shocker to me back mm. then and, and maybe good for you guys as well. But um, I don't know long how long it took you to make your first net, net 50 grand in rental income. But it probably took me about three years 
and maybe about 50 properties. Because back then when I started properties net, we were making 100 to 200 pounds a month. How many properties have you got to have and for how long to hit your first 50 net Lord. net? My mm. first ever training course I did, 25 people at two grand, 50 grand, overheads of three grand. I made 47 net in a weekend. I'm like, fuck, property. Yeah, it's great. I still own those assets now. They've tripled in value. But in one weekend, I took all the knowledge I'd built over those four or five years mm. and did a course. I made the same in a fucking weekend mm -hmm. as I had the three years. And some people say, you know, because Brits can be really fucking mm. sceptical. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, oh, well, those that can do and those that can't teach. Yeah. And there's all that. But no, you can do both. Yeah. The skill is in doing both. Um, and so the more I learn and the more I, like, I've got 17 years of business experience now. I get paid 22 and a half thousand pounds for a public speech. Why? Because I've got 17 years business experience. I might sell 500,000 books. Why? Because I've got 17 years business experience. It took me 17 years to build my business experience. It took me three months to write the book. Mm -hmm. it took me weeks to sell 10 or 100,000 copies. So you... You build the knowledge in the thing, yeah. you do the thing, and then you train the thing. So, for example, you could um, have a load of con a membership site mm -hmm. teaching people how to launch their own gyms. Or I tell you the biggest thing in your industry is going from PT to gym owner. That is really? the ceiling for all of them. I have loads of PTs that read my book because yeah. they're, they're, they're doing £30 a session times 30 sessions a week and they're stressed as fuck and they're not making much money. Mm -hmm. And I said, you've got to build the gym. And then they go on holiday and they've lost a, a week's worth of income. So the so right. first thing is, you've got to train up another PT. Oh, but they go and set up their own gym. Every time I've done that, they fuck me over. <laughs> well, then you just have to be better at managing people or you have to have a better system. So me personally, going, to, going in this, in, into this time of, say, refer, uh, recession, correction, other than having cash ready there, what other ways can we um, take, take advantage of these opportunities? Okay. So when a recession comes, you want to be liquid. And people don't understand the difference between liquidity and cash. So cash is the money you have in cash. Liquidity is the money you can access. Mm -hmm. So I keep a lot of money in the stock market. It's not in the bank in cash. It's in the stock market, but it's liquid. liquid. And if properties went down half in value, I'm selling all of them and I'm buying property. You, you've got WhatsApp. If you've got 10 millionaires in your phone book in WhatsApp, that might be 10 million liquid that you could get. Mm -hmm. Like... Mark and I invest our own money. We don't need to do JVs. But if the whole of Peterborough was on sale for half price, all the famous people and all the rich people I know, I am WhatsApping them saying, I can buy Peterborough for 50 pence. Lend me 25 pence. And they're in because I've spent years developing those relationships. That's, by the way, another great thing about a podcast. You meet a lot of cool people. You stay in touch. You connect on WhatsApp. You, you know, every now and again, I'll throw... Like I'll know my big famous guests who are trying to get on shows and I'll introduce them to a couple of people and just try and help them out. And that goes a long way. So I'm really good friends with Kev Clifton. I've done loads of stuff with him. And his best mates with Russell Brand. I've been trying to get Russell Brand on my show since 1921. Um, and he's going to make it happen. Um, aren't you, Russell? Um, so... Yeah, liquidity is not just the money you have. Yeah. It's the relationships you've mm. built over the time that you've been in it. This and is why, like, I try to be nice to everyone and I try not to make enemies because you never know when you might want some money. And if there's a big recession, because, you know, I've probably got enough cash to buy 250,000 square foot, but not a million square foot. 
But what if a million square foot came up for sale at 50% off? I'd, I'd want to get in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've built the biggest training brand in the UK. So if I went into my Facebook group and said, we've got a million square foot, we can get half price, bang, the money's in the bank that day. I've built up all that goodwill over 15 years, 45,000 people. That's liquidity. Mm-hmm. So you don't need, it's, your cash is so limited. Like even a rich person hasn't got enough cash to buy five pop- properties. OPM. Yeah. 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 So liquidity. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a sick episode, to be honest. That was probably sick. Very sick. Le- no, a lot, man. Trust me. And you've said a lot that I've told CS. Hopefully he hears it from you and not me. <laughs> I hear it from everyone, man. Don't but worry. You, but you know what it is? We're all on a personal journey, and it? So... Um, this show is all about sitting down with different people and trying to connect uh, in a business way. We don't all have to be on the same levels, but maybe just learn something that can bring us to your level and above. Well, I'm just older. That's yeah, the that's only it. difference. Yeah, you know, like, I really like what you said about you don't, you shouldn't want to be me. Mm. You, you just hopefully can nick a bit because I've been on this earth eight years longer than you. Yeah. I'm sure if you were my age, you'd probably be more rich than me and more successful. Fact. That's the, the way I look at it. And, um, I'm still learning a lot. You know, that some guys have been in the content game three years and they're bigger than me and I've been in it eight because yeah. the young guys are more in touch with, mm. you know, what people want. Like I, I, I go to... Harry and the team, oh, I'd love to have this guest. And I'm like, fucking hell, how old are you, 70? The kids don't want to listen to this person. So, mm. you know, I can get, I can learn things from people younger than me because they're more in touch with society or yeah. what, because that younger demographic is huge. Huge, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, we're all just on our own journey. Um, one thing I always think, though, is, like, Think about the odds of us all being in this room at the same time right now. It's got to be about a hundred trillion to one. Mm-hmm. When he when he said, um, Rob Moore said, like, sure, it's not like a catfish, like, the odds yeah. of us all being in this room are got to be a hundred trillion to one. If time yeah. and space are infinite, time has been going on since infinity. Yeah. So the, the odds of us all being in this room are a hundred trillion to one. Mm-hmm. So why would we not help each other? Oh, right. Why would we not be kind? Why would we not share ideas? Why would anyone have a superiority or an inferiority complex? Yeah. And why would we sweat over bullshit? Yeah, thanks. You know, someone sends an email, fucking hell, ruins your day. No email is going to ruin my day. It's pretty hard to ruin my day. Because I'm not going to let it. That's like, it. you know, I got here, I thought I was going to be a till one. You guys were fucking around with memory cards for about nine and a half hours. I'm not going to let that bother me. You fed me chicken. You knew how to play me like a bitch. So I just think it's really easy to forget that. Because we're always chasing someone else. Oh, I want to be there. Mm. I want to be there. I want to be there. You know, like I had my fucking cars tracked Mm. um, last week. So some criminal organization is following where I go, clearly to try and target me to steal all my cars or break into my houses. My, um, I've had plenty of people use me, abuse me, bribe me. My friend Yanni, he got um, robbed at gunpoint and he had his watches stolen. Yanni Myers. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes the life we wish for isn't everything. Mm. We don't know the downsides. Someone said to me once, if... If you and your friends could list out all your problems, you'd probably still pick yours over theirs. Mm. But you know, that's the, the downside of being an entrepreneur is you're always chasing something. 
So this is why this kind of stuff is cool. So thanks for having me on your show and thanks feeding for me coming, chicken. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you for sharing the uh, the gems.